everyone. Welcome back to But What Will People Say? I'm your host, Disha Mazeppa, and this is a South Asian interracial relationship and lifestyle podcast. Welcome back for another episode. We are on episode 99. I don't know if anyone's been keeping track. I only just recently actually acknowledged that next week is episode 100, and I've never really paused to really think too much about what I was doing or like this show. Because when I launched it, it was just like, oh, I'm going to start this podcast. It's going to have some guests and I'm going to do it every week. And that was really as far as I thought. And my head's been in the sand pretty much until now when I one day was uploading all the details of, you know, a single episode and you have to put in like what number the episode is. And it always tells you the previous week's number. And I typed in like 96 or 97. I was like, oh, wow, there's a lot of episodes of this show. Maybe there's too many. I'm not really sure. But I figured let's take a moment. Let's think about all the things we've learned and all of the things you guys mostly have taught me because I'm the only one talking. It's a solo episode. Um, I don't reflect a lot and I usually don't get very sappy, but maybe this is the episode that happens. But anyway, before we get started, to celebrate 100 episodes, I am releasing a limited time t-shirt. So I've been talking about merchandise on the show for very, very long, and I've just been kind of dragging my feet on it because you guys know if I don't absolutely love something that I'm going to produce or create or sell, then it just never happens. But I finally came up with something that I really like, and so... For the 100th episode, I'm releasing a t-shirt. Right now, I'm just doing it through my Instagram DMs. Maybe I'll create like an online listing. But for now, if you're interested in a t-shirt or just information about it, you can shoot me a message on Instagram at disha.mazeppa and I will send you all the info to grab yourself a t-shirt. Sadly, it is only available in the United States. Sorry, guys. But yeah, let's get to it. We're going to jump right in here. Um, you know, when you look back, I started this show with such little real planning. The only thing I was doing was I, I truly just believed that this show needed to exist and that people would listen. And I kind of hung all my hopes on that because when I told people about it, Everyone said it was a great idea. Everyone was like, that's such a good idea. You should totally do it. But no one wanted to be a guest. And I reached out to a lot of people. I reached out to a lot of people I knew, like in real life, and no one was interested. Everyone, you know, was busy. And so I decided to launch the show anyway. I put it out with my pilot episode that most of you here have already heard and the second episode, which is the one I did with my husband. And I just hoped I could figure it out along the way. There was no like long-term agenda or plan, which is probably why I didn't even realize I was approaching 100 episodes because the only plan I had when I launched the show was I'm going to make a weekly show with guests and I'm just going to keep going. And I kept going and somehow we made it here. So that's kind of crazy. 
And I'm not sure I've really processed that. But if you're trying to do something and you don't have everyone's support, do it anyway. If there's a little voice in your head that says, this is the thing to do and every part of your being is still asking you to go for it, just go for it and see what happens. Um, One thing, I guess, this journey that has been always kind of part of this show and for me was this whole thing about finding happiness and finding your purpose. And, you know, there's a very classic saying, I don't remember where I read it, that says, the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of your life is to give it away. And through this show, because I just listened to that little voice in my head that was like, just go for it, I feel like I found so much purpose because whatever your definition of success is aside, this show to me is successful just because of how many people it has reached that benefited from it and knowing that this little community we've built has been such a big support system for people. And for me, that's enough. One of the greatest parts of creating this show has been building the community around it. If you have ever been a guest on this show, I want you to know that I'm so proud of you for building the life that you want and taking the steps to create a future that you are happy with. So many of you came on this show sharing all the details of your struggles and your successes. You have now grown after two and a half years. A bunch of you have told your parents. A bunch of you have gotten married. You've bought homes. You've built families. You've built businesses. And I could not be more proud. If you've listened to this show at all over the last two and a half years, and you've taken even the smallest steps towards chasing the life that you want, towards overcoming your fears, towards doing the courageous thing or making the hard choice. I'm proud of you. Some of you have shared these journeys with me in my DMs, in my emails, and some of you may have never said anything, but just know I'm like the proud parent in the back row cheering you on because I'm proud of every single one of you who have maybe used some of the advice from my guests or some of the advice from me to remember that you can do whatever you choose to do and that you have it in you to build the life that you want. And building a life that maybe isn't so typical or following a path that isn't so traditional is always going to be hard. And the people you surround yourself with will always determine whether you succeed or not. When I started telling people about this podcast and what I was making, most people didn't really know how to react or, you know, the subtle, oh, that's nice, good for you. And then there were the people that would say, well, how long are you going to do that for? You can't do that forever. And those are the people who didn't have the courage to start something on their own and instead want to wait for you to quit and know that you're going to quit so they can feel better about their own lack of courage. If you're starting something new, if you're chasing a different kind of life, cut those people out. Nobody wants to be in a room full of quitters and don't feel bad about it because I wouldn't have made it to 100 episodes of this show if I was thinking about when the expiration date on it was. I understand that at times I wondered if this show could go on any longer. 
but I never really wanted to quit. So I pivoted, and this show has changed, and the types of guests I have have broadened in variety. But the focus of empowering women, of encouraging you to build something of your own, has never left. We may be expanding, I may be broadening my horizons, but the word quit is not in my vocabulary, so I hope you're ready to hang around for the ride. This show has been and always will be more than about relationships. I've said it a million times, but you're not fighting for your partner who is of a different race, faith, or background. You're fighting for the life that you want to live. You're fighting to be the one in the driver's seat, calling the shots, and making the decisions that work best for you, your life, and your family. And maybe that life that you're building includes a partner of a different background, and that's great. And maybe it's building a life that is different than the one your parents expected for you. Whether that's chasing a creative career, like being an author, like so many of my guests, or starting a business of your own that maybe didn't exist before. We're all here to cheer you on and remind you that you can do it. Because in this room, at But What Will People Say, we're not a room full of quitters. Now, while this show has been mostly fun and games, there have definitely been some moments of frustration. More than anything, when it came to messages that involved calling me lucky and wishing that they had the courage to do what I did. And this theme of brown girls who don't stand up for themselves is just not something I can get behind. If there's one thing I would like to see change, it is the death of the soft-spoken brown girl. That archetype of the good girl, the well-behaved woman, the one who makes tea, sits in the corner, folding her hands and minding her own business, it's not cute. We talk so much about South Asian culture oppressing women, but it's 2022 and we know better than that. So maybe have a little more respect for yourself and build up the courage to do what you have to do and make the hard choices and go start building the life that you want that makes you happy instead of being upset that you were born in a culture that thinks you're less than. We can't sit here and play the victims forever. It's just not going to work. And guess who's going to lose? You. No one else. Just you. If you don't start doing what you have to do and standing up for yourself. There is no room at the table for someone who wants to take up as little space at the table as possible or better yet, is trying to be the table that everyone else puts their shit on. Let it go. We can't be those people anymore. Because here's the thing. When you are the soft-spoken brown girl who's trying to be the best-behaved kid in the room, it means everyone else gets to make the decisions for you. Everyone else calls the shots, and you complain about why your life doesn't look the way you want it to. And you can sit here and complain about the patriarchy, but if you're fostering a paternal society that makes decisions for you, well, you're also propping it up, aren't you? 
So find your voice, sit up a little straighter, stand up when you have to, and say what you got to say. And do what you have to do because no one is going to do it for you. And some of you might say, well, maybe we should raise the men to be different. Sadly, the men that control these situations are already grown and no one is raising them. We can change this with our own children and our own sons, but we can't seem to make an impact with those who have already made up their mind. So if you're going to wait around for the men to change, you're going to be waiting for a very long time because men in general take fucking forever to do anything. Takes my husband three hours to grocery shop, takes me about 30 minutes. Men are slow. So again, you're going to be waiting for a long time if you're waiting for other people to change instead of taking control of the situation you're in yourself. And here's the thing about playing the victim. It means you believe the narrative. It means you believe what other people have told you about women. You believe that we are not capable, we're emotional, and we can't stand up for ourselves. That we can't take care of ourselves without a man, and that without a man, we'll just fall apart, and our life will amount to nothing. If you believe that, then you're part of the problem. But if you believe what women tell each other, the strong, independent, supportive women, of course, then you'll know that we are more than capable that we can problem solve on our own, that we're not emotional, but we're emotionally attuned, that we can solve problems with our words instead of our fists, and that we can be happy without a man. And here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with wanting a man in your life. I'm married happily. My husband is my best friend. He cheers me on. He's always there supporting me. And he's my biggest ally in life. But finding a guy like that doesn't happen by itself. It involves valuing your own wants and needs and desires in life. It involves standing up to parents who did not want me to end up with someone who looked like Michael. That has all changed. It has been quite some time now. But this life wasn't handed to me I'm not lucky. I fought tooth and nail for it. And I continue to fight tooth and nail to create the life and the world that I want to live in. And so can you. And chasing these things does not make you a selfish person. It helps you grow into the best version of yourself. Now, how do you make it to 100 episodes? 100 of anything is pretty damn hard. Well, first, you don't think about it as getting to 100. I didn't think about it until less than a month ago that I was getting anywhere near it. It's like looking at Mount Everest and thinking about when you'll get to the top before taking the first step. But the most important thing, and I've said this a thousand times, is consistency It's putting one foot in front of the other, putting out one episode after the next, and you just keep going. 
so that when you get to 100, you get to look back at the 99 other episodes that came before it. But those episodes didn't happen because I was worried about episode 100. Those episodes happened because I was just focusing on creating one episode at a time. And you do it over and over. And every time you do it, you get a little bit better. It gets a little bit faster. You learn something new and maybe make a lot of mistakes along the way. A lot of you don't know that there have been times where I've had to re-record with guests when the audio didn't record or I forgot to hit the record button or the audio was corrupted or my guest ran out of time so we had to do two separate recording sessions that I then spliced together into one single episode. There have been episodes that were much longer that I shaved down taking almost 20, 30, 40 minutes out that I didn't feel were relevant. Every single time I did it, I learned something new. I learned what made a better episode. I learned what people were interested in listening to. And the only way to learn these things is by doing it. No one's going to tell you what the right way is, especially in a field like podcasting where that can be so subjective. My one piece of advice when starting anything new will always be to focus on the things that are going to move your business, your brand, your podcast forward. Not the things that will make you look like you know what you're doing. I have seen tons of people start businesses or podcasts or whatever else spending hundreds of dollars, if not thousands, on things like branding and marketing materials, logo design, and website development. Meanwhile, they haven't assured the quality or longevity of their products. They haven't done anything to create an authentic following or base. And they haven't created content that is meaningful because they're too busy trying to sound and look important instead of trying to bring something real to the table. The sparkly exterior is going to add a whole lot if you don't have the substance to back it all up with. If you listen to the show from the beginning, then you know how bare bones it was when it started because the only thing I focused on was the content. And over time, I was able to add better editing, music, and intros and outros that didn't exist before. This show now comes with a website, guest application forms, guest release forms, and a whole host of other sparkly exteriors that make it seem quote-unquote legit. But the most important thing that will always stand is the content that this podcast produces. Because without it, the website doesn't matter, the number of subscribers doesn't matter, and the music doesn't matter. Those are all the fun, frilly add-ons that wrap this podcast up in something besides brown craft paper. But guess what? When you wrap something up, no matter what it's wrapped in, it's what's inside that matters. So if you're creating something, if you're building something new, focus on the substance, focus on the things that will move it forward and have it last over time, and then worry about the added frills. I promise it will work in your favor. And that is all I have to share with you guys this week. Next week's episode is going to be a little bit different. I have a special host for that episode that isn't me, but I think you guys will enjoy it nonetheless. 
thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Your words of encouragement sometimes are the only thing that get this show done. Because just like everybody, I have good days, I have bad days, and some days I'm just not that motivated. So thanks for always cheering me on, and I'll see you guys again next week. Bye! Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Make sure if you enjoyed this episode, you leave us a review on iTunes. You can find the show on all major streaming platforms. You can find me on Instagram at disha.mazeppa. You can shop my Etsy shop, Disha Mazeppa Designs. Find out everything you want to know about this show at dishamazeppa.com. And if you or someone you know would like to be a guest, you can email bwpspodcast at gmail.com. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye. This podcast is hosted and produced by Disha Mystery Mazeppa. Music for the show was created by Crexwell.